0: Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. And today we're talking about springing into shape So this is the uh, this is the season where everyone uh, is going to start worrying.
1: (laughs) That's right. You know, it's funny. So I owned a gym for eight years. Um, A wonderful CrossFit gym still exists up in Westchester. CrossFit Cornerstone, Cornerstone Fitness. If you're looking for an awesome place to work out, the new owners are amazing. It's a fantastic place. But I owned a gym for eight years, and. Everyone used to say um, we did a lot of personal training, a lot of CrossFit. Everyone would say, "Wow, January must be really busy for you." And January definitely was busy. But I would say, bar none, every single year, the busiest month of the year that we had was March.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yep, March was the time.
0: Absolutely, March was always a crazy time. And, and what happens is everyone had you know made the resolutions or come to come to the realization that they <laughs> overindulge throughout right. the, uh, the you know the holiday season. And uh, go back, uh, if you're you know, curious about what we're talking about, uh, when we talk about the three days, the holidays are only three days. Yep. We talked about that. Um, there's a podcast. If you go back to our podcast, uh, Align Your Health, if you search that through iTunes, you can go back and listen to some of the shows we did around the holidays. We were talking about the holidays are really only just three days, but we turned it into an entire season of sabotage. And then here's where we ended up. Then our yep. New Year's resolutions, we end up not doing so well at. Uh, For multiple reasons, we discussed that on the podcast as well, but then it gets to the point where now it's like go time, because now we got March, April, May, and the pools open up, uh, Memorial Day, and so everyone's like, this is your last shot. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't want to make this all about vanity, but let's get real for a moment. You're all... You all know that this is coming around the corner.
1: It's coming around the corner. Spring break is even sooner than when the, we, the Memorial Day weekend, when the pools open.
0: People have already been asking right. me about, um, you know, are you guys planning any vacations? Do you have anything planned as far as where you're going? Uh, one of my buddies, Steven's, watching right now, he asked me that question actually this morning. Yep. And so uh, the answer is, yeah, you know, we're going to the beach. We're doing that. We're doing this. That's what everyone's saying. But that whole bathing suit thing is coming up around the corner. So, you know, I want to, I want you to start off with this because, um, Ashley used to be a uh, – by, by profession, she was a writer, and that's what she went to school for. She used to write um, for all the executives at, at uh, General Motors. She was a speechwriter, but then she got into writing and doing some uh, writing in regards to wellness and fitness back when we owned a gym. And uh, we pulled out a couple of her old articles today, and I was reading them and just really enjoying them and thought, man, not only do we need to uh, talk about this, but I, I want to pull the content right from all the stuff he wrote because I just think it's that good.
1: It's so, you know, it's interesting. The, the first, one of the first initial things, um, that's interesting about this topic is that when you look at fitness, um, there's a lot of links between, um, you know, what, what we do physically. So, so we made a big leap, um, in our gym where, you know, now this was take, take yourself back 10 years ago where we were saying, Hey, uh, we, we believe in functional movements. Yeah. Right. So we, we were taking we were trying to get people to walk away from, you know, long distance cardio, things that were beating up their joints, things that they weren't seeing results from, um, things that they were just, you know, mono, uh, uh, just one one movement that they were doing, mono just structural a, movement. monostructural movements, just one movement for a long period of time. And we were trying to, to just kind of. Uh, Give them the frame of reference um, just from from the world, just from nature, just from life of what does it look like to actually be be functional in your own lifestyle?
0: Yeah. So the the first example, you know, you know, I want to give our phone number two because we're going to talk a little bit more about fitness today. But um, you know, as a chiropractor, as a as a uh, chiropractic, you know, physician really, and somebody who takes care of people from all walks of life and all types of health, if you're looking for some help, give us a call. Best way to get in touch with us is uh, actually on the web. Go to alignhealthcenter.com, dot com and you can schedule a new patient appointment. But we also keep five appointments open every week for people who are looking. Um, to get get help. And uh, you can get in touch with us also by calling 513-777-7575. But you gave us a great example in this article where you talked about in the animal kingdom, survival of the fittest literally means you know, survival of those who are most fit,
1: right? So your fitness, like the idea is that the animal kingdom, your fitness actually determines whether or not you live. Yeah. But thank is that- God that is not the case <laughs> well, you- for the average American. Could you imagine if your fitness determined whether or not you survived? survived. like that would be horrible for most of us, right? So the interesting thing is, is your fitness determines whether or not you survive. So you have certain traits, right? Bunnies are hopping. Fish darts through water. Mice will scurry. um, Tigers sprint and then they pounce. Right. And so they're very species specific traits. But this is what allows those species to live. I love that. Right. That's how they avoid predators. That's how they, um, you know, have a survival advantage. So um, the interesting side of that is that it's not always just survival not being eaten advantage. The other survival um, advantages that it has is that it really is heavily linked to sex appeal. Ooh. in the animal kingdom i know it's interesting so um and
0: by sex you mean for the purposes of of reproduction literally reproduction that so what you're saying is the more fit an animal is like a, a tiger being faster is more right. sexually attractive to the female tiger if it's a male tiger right. um so it's looking for a mate and it's always going to look for the most powerful most right. like fastest the one that's able to catch the most food or not end up dead
1: yes the the one that's that you know and and it's a beautiful thing when you actually take it apart, you're realizing that, that that female tiger is really looking for somebody who's going to live a long life, right? They know that a slow tiger isn't going to be able to be there for a long time. They want to, you know, live a long life, um, something, something innately inside them that, that resonates on some level. So, um, so, yeah, so when they studied these, um, when they studied tigers, they find that, that female tigers were always going after the tiger that was the fittest, essentially. I love how you, um, you said,
0: and ironically enough, that survival mode is really what lands him a tiger lady friend <laughs> tiger and he doesn't friend. necessarily need a personal trainer to do it. He just needs to to keep doing the thing right. um, that, that gives him that speed or that strength.
1: Right. And so th- the interesting thing, part about this is that when you transition that into what our lifestyles look like right now, right? When's the last time that we were in a situation when we look at traditional workouts, when we look at traditional bicep curls, when we look at traditional leg extensions, when we look at traditional, um, you know, elliptical machine movements, those kind of movements. When was the li- last time that you were in a situation that your life demanded that you do that singular movement?
0: Just doing right. bicep curls to for survival purposes. For survival yeah, purposes, so, right. so most of the exercise that most people do for their fitness actually don't translate to better mobility, better health, anything like that.
1: And, and not only do they not translate to that, they also... Don't bring you a physique that's naturally most attractive.
0: All right, so tell people. me from a female's perspective. You tell me that the the muscle bound bodybuilder Arnold, uh, well, I don't want to like on him personally, <laughs> but like steroided up, huge muscles, not attractive.
1: No, not not necessarily. It's an artificially, uh, you know, enhanced um, physique. You're you're gonna go for somebody who um, most typically speaking, um, just the most fit person. Regularly, back to
0: who would survive the best in the hunter-gatherer, caveman type days.
1: Exactly, exactly, and that's why paleo became such a hit in the last ten years.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna break this down and get into this, and we're gonna just discuss how do you get that physique, how do you get that level of fitness that produces health and a great body at the same time. So that's coming up on Align Your Health on fifty-five KRC, the (sighs) Talk Station. everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, The Talk Station. We're talking about fitness and just springing into shape, getting ready for um, the beach, getting ready for spring break. Um, getting, but, but we're talking <laughs> yep. about doing it, how to do it properly, how to do it from a functional fitness standpoint, something that's going to actually produce what we're looking for, which is greater health yep. and longevity.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about looking at the animal kingdom, looking at, um, you know, how fast a tiger can run and pounce, um, looking at different animals, all of these animals that are built for, um, they all have really species-specific things that they can do um, that enhance their survival. They enhance their ability to um, attract a mate um, to reproduce. Um, and then we're, we're, it's interesting, we, we talked a little bit over the break about Um, How we actually now as as a human, you know, as humans, what we do in America these days, um, sitting in front of a computer going from sitting in front of sitting in a car on a commute for an hour to sitting in your desk. For eight hours. Then going back to sitting, sitting in a car. Sitting in front of the TV.
0: Yeah, sitting in the car and then sitting in the TV. For an hour.
1: Yeah, and then sitting down for dinner. Sitting down in front of the TV. Sitting, 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 sitting. And we've literally, we're redefining the way that our bodies um, look, the way they function. We're, we, we've actually, we've even seen um, not only is our posture completely changing to a degree that there's now things like text neck there's no, I mean, it's now, we actually have seen the If you the see designs. the old, like, uh,
0: the, the you know, the, like, remember the old, like, evolutionary thing where they're right. supposed to, like, monkey walking and becoming, like, man standing upright? We're actually going in the reverse direction, right? We're, like, becoming more hunched over. More hunched and over. And more, like, we look more like the yep. the Neanderthal posture.
1: Our heads are so far out in front of our bodies these days that car manufacturers are literally designing headrests that shoot forward further to accommodate that posture that's, that's how much posture has changed if you, you know if, if you don't believe it just go turn around and look in your car when you're not driving at some point and look at those headrests so um, what's
0: weird about this is is one of the things you were saying is survival values become attractive innately so like the faster the tiger is the more attractive it is the you know um, give me another example. Like as far as, as, a, as a mate, like the stronger the, I don't know, gorilla is, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, the more attractive it is as a mate. Um, we know that the, the lobster on top of the pile is the one that, that is the uh, the king, right? Right. right. And, uh, and what's weird is so their their fitness levels on a daily basis are, are what their um their survival values, their, their ability to survive and, and the fitter they are, the stronger they are, is what actually creates a lot of their... Uh, the sexual desire from the other species. So it's kind of funny. We're reverse engineering this. So we're we're sitting more. Our posture is getting worse. Our physiques are getting worse, especially here in the United States, where we don't take time out to exercise during the day or even nap or you know decompress. And then what we see is like, you know, I was jokingly saying the dad bod thing, but it's weird how we've actually like people are, are saying that that's attractive for like the first time I think ever in history. We're starting <laughs> to go like, oh, it's more attractive to be out of shape. Right. Like the only other time in history that I'm aware of that happened was when, you know, wealthier people could eat more, and like you go back to like Roman times, or you know, pale white, uh, pudgy women were the more attractive over the you know the physique, and it was it was all about you know what what made you likely to live longer and, and deal with stress, and so right. you know that but that's not what where most people feel good; they don't feel healthy there, and so how do we turn this around? Because your average person goes to the the gym and they get on the treadmill and and they run for 30 40 minutes right
1: exactly and speaking of feeling good what does that do to your 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 skeletal you have skeletal g- degeneration literally your spine degenerates because of that adopted posture and We see tons of arthritis literally directly linked just to that degeneration because we have different postures and we're changing the way that our skeletal system works. So, yeah, how do we change it?
0: You and I got into CrossFit years ago, and we just loved it. And CrossFit's not the only answer, but it it is one of the methodologies that contains the answer. And 10 years ago, you wrote an article talking about how you picked up a Cincinnati acquirer, and back then— uh, ten years ago, you said you almost fell of your chair because, for one of the first times, you saw that high-intensity interval training was twice as effective as normal exercise. What the article read. Yeah. And here we had been like, you know, we were drinking the Kool-Aid on this we stuff. Were,
1: we 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 still drink the Kool-Aid. We and still drink the Kool-Aid. We
0: really we really bought into this hardcore right. ten years ago that. You know, you had to do movements that resembled functional things that you do every day, right? And you had to do them at high intensities and in intervals. Right. And then CrossFit was born, P90X was born. Right. You know, um, all, all these different Orange workouts, Theory Orange Fitness. Theory Fitness, yep. and they have become the trend. But we were doing this ten years ago. So I want to get back to like one of the things that I hear very frequently is like, "Well, I'm 45, I'm 55, I'm 65, I'm 75. Yes. Should I be squatting?" Right. Should I be, and you know, and here's the reality is, should I be deadlifting? People are really scared of the word deadlift. Yeah. So not only should you be squatting and should you be deadlifting, but you should have been doing it for the last 20 or 30 years. Sure. In fact, in most cultures, a lot of times they don't like they squat to go to the bathroom. So they've never lost their ability to squat, Right. but let's use that deadlift example. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a female or I'm uh a, a male who's in his 70s i'm a female who's in her 60s should i be you know deadlifting? right and we had a you know f- you know a friend a physician um, or uh, sorry, we had a, a patient say that their physician challenged that I shouldn't be deadlifting. Right. And um, what's funny is we had physicians that worked out with us. And in their 40s, 50s, 60s, we were teaching them how to deadlift. Right. Yet this patient came in. They said, oh, my physician said I shouldn't be doing things like deadlifts because I've had back issues. And I'm like, you know, go and ask your physician if you walk to the store. Like, is it OK if you walk to the store? Yeah. Is it OK if you like w- say you walk to the store and you picked up a bag of dog food? Could you pick the bag of dog food up and carry it home from the store? Yeah. Once you get home, you gotta get your keys out. Can you set it back down? Unlock the door. Pick up the dog food again. Put it. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Well, that's called a deadlift,
1: right? You know, when
0: you pick it up and you put it down. And what I want you to know is how to do it properly. Right. And your physician doesn't. Yes. Like he says, you can pick stuff up and put it down, but he's telling you not to train on how to pick stuff up and put it down properly, or how to, you know. Get your butt low to the ground to lift up a heavy load. That's called a squat properly. Right. And so one of the things that we see is when people don't learn how to squat, like, and you see this more in women than men. When ladies get out of a chair, they put the, you know, the hands on the knees to help hoist themselves up out of the chair, and they get that knock knee position. Yeah. And then if you look and you look at ladies when they get into their 50s, 60s, what do they look like? Their knees are starting to cave and bow in. You know, they're starting to have knee issues, and a lot of it's because they've never been taught how to actually squat over the last few years you never have to teach a child how to squat right it's like innate they 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 have perfect squat position but we lose that right over time yep and so one of the things we have to do is we have to work out in ways that resemble the body movements we do on a daily basis
1: oh absolutely and next time you're around a two-year-old three-year-old four-year-old five-year-old seriously try it out ask him you know ask him to squat
0: and they can get their butt almost to the ground knees wide open hips open
1: perfect squat
0: one of the things that fascinates me though so what does that mean that means we have to be able to pick stuff off the ground Mm -hmm. and be able to put it up over our head that's called a the most effective fastest way to do that's called a clean and jerk right we have to be able to pick stuff up you know and bring it to belt level that's a deadlift we have to be able to squat down to grab something that's a squat we have to be able to you know press stuff out over our head. I mean, all the movements that you think about, I mean, just to simply lay down on the ground, if you want to get up, you have to do a push-up.
1: Right, right. Or a sit-up. Right.
0: But people are like, oh, I can't do sit-ups. It's bad for my back. Or no, 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 not doing sit-ups not is bad for your back over bad time. bad for your back. We just want you to learn how to do these things properly. And then, then the next part comes in. Okay, so, you know, we'll go through the, the five things you really need to be doing. And, and you might need to get a trainer or you might need to do something like that. And we're going to talk about how to find the right one but really, the next step is once you start doing functional movements, do you want to do them at one speed, at one rate, or what's the best way to do this?
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, hi, we have always recommended high-intensity interval training. In fact, there's even a form of high-intensity interval training. So so high-intensity invinci- uh, uh, interval training literally is exactly what it sounds like. It's short burst of activity. So you work extremely hard, and then you take a break. Right. And you can do this type of training with anything you can do it with, um, you know, around the neighborhood. We used to have clients and uh, we still will do it. I still will do this on occasion. Um, We do mailbox sprints where you sprint from one mailbox and then you walk to the next and then you sprint to the next and then you walk to the next and you just go every other sprint, walk, sprint, walk. So what you're Um, saying is
0: you can do interval training with virtually any exercise,
1: virtually any. If you
0: like to bike, you can do intervals biking. If you like to run, you can do intervals running. But going back to, we want to mix these things up and try to do as many different types of movements as possible.
1: Absolutely. So we're talking about, and listen, you might, if these sound new to you, these might be something that you write down and you YouTube later. If these are familiar to you, then maybe there's something that you um, just put in, you know, put in the back of your mind and and put them into rotation when you're working out. But we're talking about squats. We're talking about burpees. Um, We're talking about kettlebell swings, rowing, Um, any of those things that you're unfamiliar with, out. YouTube. It's a great resource where you can just find people that demonstrate those those movements, um, and you can really do it. And we have some amazing fitness facilities in Cincinnati. There is no shortage of people that are teaching um, amazing functional movements, that are teaching amazing um, intervals, uh, amazing... We You know, we used to use the Tabata method yeah. a lot let's, in our gym.
0: Let's... Uh, in the next segment, let's go over more of the interval stuff. Yes. I like where you're going. So... You're saying as many different types of movements, so jump rope, jumping jacks, squats, body weight movements, using different weights, different implements maybe Mm -hmm. a barbell, maybe dumbbells, maybe kettlebells, maybe a bag of cat litter, maybe (laughs) pick up whatever you have available and move it in as many different ways. So really it's about using our bodies in as many different possibilities so that later on we can use our bodies in as many different ways as possible.
1: Exactly. Nail on the head.
0: Awesome. So, coming up, let's go over then. Those are the functional movements. Now, the speed, the cadence, the intervals. We'll talk about the best and most effective ways, and there's multiple different ways of doing it. That'll be coming up on Align Your Health on 55KRC, The Talk Station. I feel glorious, glorious. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, The Talk Station. If you're interested in what you're hearing, you want to work with a doctor who's concerned about your fitness, we have three amazing ones in our office, and we'd love to help take care of you. Myself, Dr. Casey, and Dr. Dan um, would love to help you out. Our staff is incredible, and uh, if you're looking for someone who's going to really address the cause of your problem, whether it's pain, whether it's... Uh, Any health-related problem, you know, go back and listen to our podcast on iTunes and find out why your spine and your nervous system really should be the first thing you address. You can find that on iTunes if you search Align Your Health. Give us a call at 513-777-7575 if you want one of the five appointments that we have open this week and you want to start working with us and get in your best health this year. But today we're talking about fitness and we're literally going through these articles that my wife wrote and they're awesome I mean they're really awesome so good in fact I, I mean I, honestly I, I almost want to just read them word for word because your <laughs> you humor in them was great Here, here's, your examples were awesome
1: here's here's the promise that I'll make I will, will upload PDFs of all of these onto our um, Facebook page if you go to Dr. Ryan Berlin Align Your Health Radio um, on Facebook search that out and we will upload all of these so that you can read them in their full glory
0: yeah if you're watching us live Live on Facebook Live right now as we uh, get, you know do the show. Um, be looking for those; They're, they'll be coming up on there. If you're listening on the radio, they'll be up on there. Um, we'd love to share these with you guys. So you know, we're talking about interval training, and you know, we we talked about functional movements. That the way we work out, we don't want to just do one thing, one right. monostructural movement. So if you like to run, great, but you shouldn't just run all the time. You should right. be doing these other movements. However,
1: at, in, at one pace, at one cadence. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, you gave the example. You know, you and I gave the example. It made me laugh about like. You've never seen a skinny hamster, right? <laughs> and they're on that wheel all the time. No. So so that alone is proof that we're not designed to just do one movement forever. Wait, that actually...
1: Yeah, and we talked about that species-specific movements, and it and it lends us back to what were humans designed to do. How are we designed to function best, right? And way back in the day, hunting and gathering, and it was short bursts, and it was sprints, and it was um, eating meals almost in an intermittent fasting uh, fasting type fashion. And listen, like we're really like, we're really going beyond the fitness piece of it here. But when you go back to the original things, um, those are all pieces to think about when you're thinking about like how sh- what should I look like?
0: So if you weren't um, eating or sleeping, you were farming, which is basically mm-hmm. a bunch of functional movements, or you were running either to catch your food or to not become food, yes. right? Yep. And so you weren't doing that for 26.2 uh, miles. <laughs> you weren't doing that for 13.1 miles. No. <laughs> you were doing it in short intermittent bursts.
1: With people handing you water along the way. Cheering and uh, on. and so
0: jo- Josh Powell's listening, one of our favorite Personal trainers we worked with for years. What's up, Josh? And um, you know, one of the things that we we really love about CrossFit, about Orange Theory Fitness, about all these different types of of um, uh, training is is the idea of the intervals. So right. let's go to that Tabata because in the realm yes. of, of training, we got these specific types like Tabata that emerged. Um, so,
1: yeah, you might hear Tabata and you might wonder what what does that mean? Where did that originate from? So it was a Japanese scientist, his name was literally Dr. Tabata. Um, so this became his namesake, this research, and he and his team of researchers at the National Institute of Fitness and Sports in Tokyo developed the Tabata method. And so literally the Tabata method is is finding one, you can find an exercise or sometimes you might alternate these exercises, but traditional Tabata, you take an exercise, let's say um, it's a burpee, and you start your exercise and you go as hard as you can for 20 seconds. On a scale of one to 10, you're at 11. (laughs) Or at least you feel like you are. Yeah, you feel like you're at an 11. And then when the 20 seconds are up, you rest for 10 seconds. And you do this eight times, right? So you only. You do it eight times, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and that's a full set of Tabata. So it's four minutes long. And the interesting thing about Tabata and what these researchers found is that in these four minutes, you build as much muscular endurance as 45 minutes of a traditional cardio training.
0: So then you go into stuff like Max T3, which is the one we use in our office, based on the same principles, you know, time, tempo, and type of exercise. Mm-hmm. We do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, a minute on, 30 seconds off. So the the time is less important, but it's the idea that you're not getting to fully recover, right? Yep. So what science has also shown in interval training in Tabata, they did four minutes, but then they started doing four sets of four minutes. They go 16 minutes was the t- traditional, you know, Tabata sets. And in Max T3, we did research and we showed that 12 to 15 minutes was about the time frame where you got your maximum output. That if you did more than that, your rate of return on your effort, you know, the bell curve, so to speak, was your maximum rate of return was around that 15-minute mark. Right, And so you don't need to do this for an hour. In fact, if you're doing it for an hour all the time, that's actually not the best for you. That It's okay if you want to do it for an hour here and there, but on average, you want to be doing these type of workouts about 15 minutes or so. You know, I always tell people 12 to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 12 is kind of a minimum and 20 is kind of the max cap that you really need to be doing this because if you do it an hour a day and, and uh, here's the thing, Orange Theory Fitness, I love it, but most people don't do it daily. If right. you are, you're a boss. If you do CrossFit <laughs> every day for an hour, you're a boss. Yeah. But I liked CrossFit my, my, my most back when we started where some days it would be seven to 10 minutes and some days it would be 45. Right. That we didn't go in for an hour class every day because the idea was it it needed to be constantly varied. And an hour a day every day isn't constantly varied.
1: No.
0: Right? Constantly varied even applies to your time and the way the class is structured. Right, right. And so that was when I was having my most fun with CrossFit, was when sometimes I didn't even know what the heck I was going to do that day. Right. And you show up and you're like, oh, today's a seven minute workout. Right. You're like, this is going to be easy. And then Eight minutes later, you still can't get – 10 minutes later, you still can't get off the floor. <laughs> right, And then right. other days I went in and it was a 40-minute workout and we did that. And so that – even that element of surprise was, you know, the constantly varied um, – really even affected the way you approached your workout because if you knew it was going to be, you know, a certain workout – then, you, you know, you might even go into thinking about how you're going to approach it differently. Yes, yep. And so that adaptative process, and that's really what we're talking about is is the process of adaptation.
1: Because everyone loves to train the things that they're good at and they avoid the things that they're bad at. So
0: that's your, your bodybuilder, right? right, who develops that posture where he's all rounded forward. And, and you know, his, his pecs are huge and his biceps are huge because he's literally working out everything you can see in the mirror. But his mirror doesn't go past his waist. That's why his legs look like toothpicks. You know, is that, you know, you got toothpick legs and the big upper body because it's right. training everything you can see in the mirror or training right. the things he likes to train.
1: And we're all guilty of it. But when we know it, at least we can recognize it and we can call ourselves out on it and say, okay, this is the thing I like to doing and I, and I, and I won't stop doing it and I need to work on the things that I'm not good at. So
0: that goes to the point of how often should we actually be working out?
1: Oh, that's a great.
0: I mean, if this was, if we go back to hunter gatherer, gather, like how often did you gather food? How often right. did you it was every day it was every day and so really we need to be moving every day. in fact, the cultures that move like the the cultures in the world the 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 countries where they're moving every day tend to be some of the healthiest countries in the world you know that i 'll give you a hint we 're not one of the healthiest in fact <laughs> yeah. according to the world health organization we 're like the thirty seventh healthiest
1: yeah
0: out of thirty seven countries
1: that's so sad.
0: And we move less than almost anybody moves in terms of using our actual bodies. We may cover more, you know, more mileage, but we're doing it in a car or on a, what's that thing called? You can rent downtown now, the little scooter, Scooters. right? Like we'll look <laughs> yeah. for any excuse not to go for a walk or do whatever. So, you know, I really subscribe to the idea of you want to work out in such a way that's actually sustainable to be able to do it every day in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Right. So some days, you know, I get to use the excuse of I adjust 80 patients a day. That's a lot of physical activity, but I even adapt to that. So I, you know, like it'd be very easy for me to get out of shape even doing that because my body's used to used it. Used to doing it. Right. So we got to work out in ways that are challenging our body in new ways. And when you get better, so bad news, if you're a marathoner, you're pretty good at running marathons. Now you need to do something different. Right. So you got to challenge your body in other ways. If you love doing yoga, that's great. But after a while, you get so used to doing yoga that you can start getting skinny fat. You know, just like the runners where you actually start losing muscle mass because your body's gotten so adapted to doing that thing at that pace.
1: Right, right. And
0: so that's where they constantly vary. So every day, change it up, mix it up in as many ways as possible. I think we should end today when we go into the the, the last segment about uh, fitness in 100 words or less, like the one thing Greg Glassman talked about, because I think it just wraps it up so well.
1: It's a beautiful thing. I also want to share five secrets and the next segment will come up, and we'll, I'm going to share five secrets um, that are the foundation of a great workout and the rules that we had in our gym um, that we had for for eight years that we always used.
0: Everyone loves a good secret. That's coming up on Align Your Health on 55KRC Detox Station. I
1: feel good. place, But it's not going to feel that different to you because you're going to be the same person.
0: Joel um, is critical. If you don't have it scheduled, you know, we've something that you value more always comes up. Yes. Next time that you, you say, I don't have time because you didn't schedule it. I don't have the time to do that. I was having this talk with a patient the other day. He literally told me, you know, I'd love to get in here three days a week. I just don't can't. I, and I said, how about after work? And he goes, you know, I'd like to go out and have a beer or two with the guys. I'm like, really? Yeah. But here's the thing is I said, next time that you say I don't have the time to do something, I want you to switch the phrase. I don't have the time with the phrase. I don't value it as much as I value somehow. I don't value Mm -hmm. it enough. And so I said, let's try it out right now. So tell me again, you don't have the time to come in three days a week, but switch it out. Say, I don't, he goes, I don't value (laughs) getting adjusted enough to come in three days a week. I'm like, how's that feel? Yeah. So next time you're like, oh, I just don't have the time to work out today. No, say, I don't have, I don't value it enough to work out today. Exactly. Because you're going to do what you value. Yep. Like, you never leave the house without brushing your teeth because you value not having stinky breath.
1: You don't leave your class house without clothes on because you value not being naked yeah. in public.
0: And naked people have little to no influence <laughs> on society. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So number three. It's building the foundation. Okay. So this is an interesting one. Listen, gyms all over the city offer free sessions. Go in, meet with a trainer, do a free session this is where you establish the basics. This is where like the foundation of everything is so critical, right? So, um, it's important to, to go try out, go meet people, go take advantage of these free sessions, go see where you think you fit, where you think you belong, and go see what facility or what trainer or what gym do you think you can build a foundation of basic strength, of learning some movements, just something that's solid underneath you. Because when you don't know what to do, when you get to a point in your life where you feel out of shape and you don't know what to do, you're going to go back to the things that you know. And that's true in your spiritual life. It's true in church. It's true in food. It's true in chiropractic. It is true. It is true. It is true. So you're going to go back to the things that you know. So when you build a good foundation in fitness, when you have a foundation where you know proper movement, where you know good mechanics, where you have, have had someone work with you, you are going to go back to the things that you know. So that foundation, that's why it's so critical. I love it.
0: That's love Awesome. It. You know, one of the things you said, though, is if you're going to a personal trainer, you're going to the gym, not this bad. If they walk you around the machine, show you the machines, that's fine. But that's not what we're talking about. You know, we did CrossFit. One of our things, the first thing we did, we did a foundational free class, and then we did some foundational classes to teach people. So you should really be, you know, going somewhere, whether it's yoga, whether it's, yeah, I don't know. Is there Taibo anymore or you know, like whatever, <laughs> boxing, title boxing class, Orange Theory Fitness, whatever it is. Right. Go do a class, but learn some principles that you can take away to the next training session you do on your own. Right. Awesome. Absolutely. Rule number four you had was nix the long run. Tell uh, me what you mean.
1: Just Stop. Just stop with the like if you're somebody who only goes on long runs, you gotta you gotta just nix it. Or if that's in your idea, you're like, Oh, I wish I could get in good shape. I need to start running long runs. No, stop. Go the different direction.
0: We did a show on this, so let's not go heavy into this, but long distance cardiovascular exercise done at one pace actually over time makes you fatter, not skinnier. Right. Now you might actually lose weight, but you will be losing it eventually from muscle mass and not from body fat. And that's why most marathon runners, if you look at them, they might look gaunt, right? But they don't have six pack abs and they don't have good quads and hams. They have, you know, they, like loose skin hanging off of them. Right. Look at right. most marathon runners in their forties; they don't look healthy. Right. So, so go on
1: iTunes, check out Align Your Health, look up that episode because it's going to be mind blowing for some of you who are married to those long distance runs.
0: And then the last one you had was, you know, focus on those functional core movements. We're talking about. You know the the pushing things, pulling things, squatting things, and uh, so you know I we got we got a couple of minutes. I want you to because to, I know this was one of your favorites, yeah, and this was something that. We took from CrossFit, and it's something that even though we don't own the CrossFit gym anymore, we live by this. This is our mantra. So let's finish up this today. Will you read that World Class Fitness in 100 Words or Less by Greg Glassman?
1: Yeah, of course. Greg Glassman, the the founder of CrossFit, he taught us eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Keep intakes to levels that will support exercise but not body fat. Practice and train major lifts, deadlifts, cleans, squats, presses, clean and jerks, snatches, and then similarly master the basics of gymnastics. Pull-ups, dips, rope climbs, push-ups, sit-ups, presses to handstand, pirouettes, flips splits and holds oh that sounds like so much right but it's amazing um and then also bike run swim row hard and fast so five or six days a week per week mix these elements in as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow routine is the the enemy. enemy yep keep workouts short and intense and then regularly learn and play new sports
0: that's how simple it is, guys. You can do that at any age. Maybe not splits and flips, but, but some variation of that. Everything is able to be varied. Have a great day. We'll, hear, or we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC Talk Station.